You're listening to Staying in the Game, a Plum Dragon Herbs podcast, where we have conversations about mindsets and techniques from staying at the top of your game. I'm your host, Nick Patterson, and I'm joined with a longtime friend and user of Plum Dragon Herbs, Tom Falls. Tom is a world-renowned actor and stunt fighter, a world champion martial artist in the style of Pakamut, a holistic nutrition and fitness expert, motivational speaker, and a life coach. Most recently, Tom started ChiWithin.com, where Tom teaches Qigong to groups, private classes, and has also developed an online Qigong course. Tom currently resides in Los Angeles. Thank you for being here, Tom. Thank you for having me, Nick. That is one impressive resume. That is incredible. <laughs> Thank you. It's been over many years, so. Well, I've I'd like to start our conversation today with a little bit of a primer about Qigong. Could you give a little summary of what Qigong is sort of from a thousand feet in the air? Yeah. So Qi means your life force, right? Qi, you've, you've heard of Qi, Qi energy, right? And mm-hmm. in Japanese, even Qi means blood. But in, uh, in, in Chinese, Qi is your, your life force. Gong translates to cultivation. So it's life force cultivation. It's uh, an ancient practice that dates back several thousand years. And it's one of uh, the three healing arts uh, in China, along with herbology and acupuncture. So qi is, it's a moving meditation, movement, intention, and breath. And the philosophy behind it is to balance your qi. So we all have uh, this bioenergy, this life force within us. And uh, the philosophy is that when our chi is imbalanced, that's when we're stressed out, that's when we get sick, that's when we are, uh, we're going to sort of against the flow in, in life. Life can be very challenging uh, and overwhelming. But when your chi is balanced, your, your mind is clear, you're in flow of life, your immune system is strong. Uh, illnesses can't really touch you because your 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 immune system is is powerful. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, qigong is 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 an amazing practice. You both have the medic uh, the meditation qigong. You also have medical qigong. Now medical qigong is uh, you go see a, a qigong practitioner or master who will help you balance your qi by using qi from uh, the the surroundings, so they can channel chi. Uh, they have in in, in uh, Japan as well. They have something like Reiki, for example. Uh, mm-hmm. That's also a, a form of energy healing. So qigong medical healing is where a practitioner balances out uh, uh, another person's chi and fortifies it as well. So opens the channels and so on. Now the medical or, or meditation practice of qigong is where you practice qigong to balance your own qi to essentially heal yourself to cultivate your qi your life force and um, and heal your body if you have any aches and, and pains that is incredible and and i am just so excited to learn even more about it so i'd like to start at the beginning for you so in 2002 you move out to los angeles and then in 2007 you find yourself in the icu with a really bad autoimmune disease, staring down, being on medication for the rest of your life. So how did you get to that point? 
And then throughout all of that, how did you discover Qigong and apply it to that situation? Okay. Uh, so how did I get to that point? Well, um, when I moved to the United States, I, I moved here through the fitness industry. I became a spokesperson for uh, men's fitness and muscle and fitness magazine. I was on, in the magazines, on the covers of, of magazines because I was into bodybuilding and, and mm -hmm. fitness. And I pursued that professionally and, and also uh, did really well in, in that field. Now, the only thing was I, I pushed my body to extremes, you know, constantly pushing my body to extremes, constantly having to be in shape for, for photo shoots and so on. They could call mm -hmm. me and say, hey, in two days, we're going to have a photo shoot. So yeah. I, I, um, I had to be in shape pretty much all the time. Now, before I had moved to the United States, I was into bodybuilding. And in bodybuilding, you have uh, on seasons where you're preparing for competition and you have off seasons. Right, so either you're 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 on, you're in shape, or you're uh, out of shape, or you're you're building, right? Right. Um, now that's all I knew at the time. I didn't really know how to have a balanced mm -hmm. lifestyle. It was either fully on or or, or off, and uh, that eventually came to my detriment because having to be on the whole time and being in shape the whole time at, at whatever cost, eventually. Um, that drove my health and well-being into the ground because it simply wasn't balanced and it wasn't sustainable. So like, I, th I think, and, and I find that fascinating because I think there's this assumption that, well, I'm in this incredibly great shape and I'm, I'm working out really hard, but at least externally, I look incredibly healthy. So could, could you talk, I guess, a little bit about the detriment of that? Because the, the assumption, I believe, would be, Oh, well, I'm doing great, you know? Yeah, so, so it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a, of, 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 um, um, a misconception or misleading because, you know, when I was in my, my best possible shape, like looks in my best mm -hmm. possible shape, I felt the worst. Wow. I, first of all, I'd been, you know, pushing myself to extremes. I'd been eating very strict for a long period of time, depriving myself of of a bunch of, 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 of foods that I would normally want to eat. Mm -hmm. And also uh, a lot of, of bodybuilders and fitness people, they dehydrate themselves before shoots because they look leaner. Right. So when you actually uh, look at some of these, these um, pictures or covers, and I can I speak for myself at least, uh, I, I was not feeling very good. And... For me, health and well-being is, is about quality of life. It's about feeling good. Mm -hmm. So I, I accomplished all these things in, in fitness and bodybuilding, but I, I wasn't feeling good. I, I also wasn't feeling fulfilled with what I was doing. It was a very uh, self-centered way of living. You know, mm -hmm. I was kind of living like this, tunnel vision, always thinking about what am I going to eat next? When is my next, next workout? And there wasn't really room for much else in my life and that's not very balanced no right? uh, i was going to say before it's, it's as if you have a car right if you if you run the engine in the red the rpm in the red all the time eventually the engine is going to to blow right something yeah. is going to happen and and that's what happened with uh, with me um i i had a breakdown of my um my health and well-being i got really ill 
um, before I actually got really, I started having colds all the time. You know, I was constantly, felt like I had a, an ongoing cold because mm -hmm. my immune system was simply so weakened from just pushing myself so hard all the time. And, and that goes as well with uh, uh, supplements, like there were like, chemical supplements and so on that aren't really healthy for you. But I didn't know better at the time, but I had to pay the consequences and, and learn from it. So I, um, I got this autoimmune disease and, uh, called Hennock-Sherman vasculitis and, and ended up in the ICU and was treated with all kinds of medications. To, to, so vasculitis, it was a, um, an overreaction of the immune system. So it's basically it's overreacting and the body's attacking itself. Mm -hmm. So they had to then go in and, and suppress that and give me all kinds of medications that then had side effects. And one of the side effects was um, uh, it, it uh, affected my thyroid, my adrenal gland, and eventually caused an underfunctioning thyroid. And I was told that I had to take a medication for the rest of my life. And I, I, I simply refused to believe that. Now, I was on that medication for several years. I tried to get off of it. Right. Tried to find um, herbal ways, herbal remedies, herbal ways to get off of it. But as soon as I would stop, uh, about three to four weeks afterwards, um, my body just couldn't function. So the thyroid regulates your, your metabolism and, and uh, it's also uh, responsible for how all the organs work. So mm -hmm. if, if the thyroid doesn't work properly, all the organs in your body don't function properly. So just imagine your digestive system, your heart. That is an awful place to be. That, that sounds, wow, that, that's awful. Yeah, you get cold hands. You you feel you feel depressed because your your energy is not. Um, you don't have a lot of energy, right? So your energy is not optimal, and um, and I just I just I I'd heard that the body could heal itself. Mm -hmm. My my mom is a, a healer. She's a, a reflex reflexologist, and she had given me a book when I moved to the United States called "You See It When You Believe It." Now most people think, oh, I'll, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> but this book actually taught me that it's the other way around. If you believe something firmly enough, strongly enough, then eventually it will show up for you if you, if you stay strong in that belief. So I, I did that. I stayed strong in that belief, and I, I started researching Ayurvedic medicine, Chinese medicine, and then eventually discovered Qigong and then uh, met my teacher who at the time was uh, 80, I think he was around 80, well, well, it's 10 years ago now, he's 85, so he was probably around 75 at the time. So, uh, so real, real fast, so how long was it from, you're in the ICU in 2007, how long from there did you discover Qigong and really start to pursue it? To 2010, at the end of 2010. Wow. So, so was it, was it those first three years, were, was it pretty rough years in terms of like lack of, of hope or it sounded like you were working on trying to find a solution? What was it like when you first discovered Qigong? Did you believe it initially when you read about it or did it take you some convincing? Uh, I just, I've watched a documentary with mm -hmm. Bill Moyers called, uh, I think it was called Qi or something like that. Uh, it was done back in the 80s, 87, late 80s, maybe early 90s. 
And it was about medicineless hospitals in China and about qi and how these doctors can heal people without you know, them taking medication necessarily. So I, I believe that it was possible, especially because these medicines have been around for thousands of years. Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine has been around for far longer than Western medicine has. Now, Western medicine is great to treat acute uh, things, like you break an arm or a leg or you have a heart failure or something like that, and you need to operate or do something immediately, right, to, to correct it. Uh, then Western medicine is great. But long-term, I discovered, not so much because a, a, lot of, a lot of it is prescribing medications that treat symptoms, not the cause. And what happens is people end up on multiple medications with side effects of these medications. And they have to take all the medications to suppress those side effects. And it's, sort of, it's a downward spiral. And I noticed that with myself as well, that the medication I was on, I would have to take more and more and more. And you know, over the course of a lifetime, you, you, you end up just taking more and more medication rather than really healing, um, healing yourself or healing the body. Yeah, I've always loved the analogy of that Western medicine, if you have a tree, Western medicine would fix the broken branch, but mm -hmm. Eastern medicine, it'd go and heal the roots. Yes, yes. So, so what was your first experience with, with Qigong like, your first real tangible experience? So uh, I went and got a medical Qigong treatment mm -hmm. uh, for my Qigong. I discovered that he was uh, actually in Los Angeles and I went and, and got a, a, a treatment. Now, he could generate heat with his hands that have water nearly reached the boiling point. He's, he's been on, on Ripley's Believe It or Not, on Stanley's Superhumans because of his abilities. He, he learned this art at the age of seven from his uh, uncle, who was a Taoist priest, and also his, his grandfather. So he learned how to develop his chi. And you know, 70, 80, 70 years later, uh, he's developed his chi to a certain point where uh, he can concentrate and focus it so it really generates a lot of heat. He can move a compass needle with his chi. That so, is incredible. So seeing that, uh, I mean, you pretty much have to believe it, right? When, mm -hmm. you, when you see it and experience it. So I, I went to see him and, and he quickly diagnosed what was going on with me without me really having to say much. He said that my chi was off balance and I was experiencing trouble with my thyroid. Um, and, and I explained through a translator that uh, I was on a medication. So he then said, well, take half the medication now for the next two weeks and then stop the medication. But I want you to practice Qigong every day. So come, come to my house on Sundays and we'll practice and then I'll teach you Qigong you practice every day. So I did that and within three months I was able to heal my thyroid and I haven't been on any medication since. That is incredible. So, so I'd like to dive a little bit deeper into those first three months. So what did your training look like and at what point did you really start to notice, wow, my thyroid is, is really starting to heal? Um, well, the, the training was simply practice, just practicing Qigong, the moving meditation, uh, for, for about an hour, sometimes two hours a day. 
So within those one to two hours within that practice, what is it that you would exactly do? Uh, so it's movement and tension and breath. So it's, uh, it's very subtle breathing in through your nose and out through your nose. And then it's moving movement associated with, with that breathing. Mm -hmm. Right. And then there, there's a set of different movements that you go through, uh, both for the internal organs, as well as for the, uh, your extremities, the external. Um, so I, I would practice that and you eventually get into a, a meditative state. Now, the, um, the types of energies that we have in this world, you've heard of yin and yang, right? Of course. Mm -hmm. Yang. So yang chi is cosmic chi. It's heaven chi. It's the energy that comes from the cosmos, from the sun, that has a positive polarity. Yin chi is earth chi. It's the energy that emanates from the earth. And that has a negative polarity. Not negative as in good or bad. It's just like a battery has a plus and a minus. Mm -hmm. now, our world, our bodies are made up, made up of those two types of energies, electro and magnetic, electromagnetic energies. And we can absorb those energies from our surroundings. There's energy all around us. Like, even anything that's solid is energy just vibrating at a, at a lower vibration. That's why it's, it's denser, right? Mm -hmm. But we have energy all around us. And these practices, these ancient practices, um, they teach us how to absorb these energies so we can replenish our, our chi. We can cultivate our chi and also clear any stagnant energy, any bad chi or any old chi that we may have in our bodies. So that's what you, you learn when you, uh, when you practice Qigong, when you practice and study Qigong is how to absorb qi in your surroundings and how to clear uh, qi so you can heal yourself. So in, in your situation, were you putting specific focus, and I used the word intention, towards your thyroid? Or was it, I'm going to um, help the qi in my entire body, and through that, my thyroid will also heal? Which one was it? Very good. Yes. It was towards the whole. Mm -hmm. so, so that's another difference between the Eastern uh, philosophy, Eastern medicine and, and Western medicine as well as where you have a specialist for every single thing in Western medicine. Mm -hmm. You have a specialist for the liver and for the heart and for the kidneys mm -hmm. and so on. Um, and, and they know a lot about that specific area, right? And that's why they're specialists in it. In, in Eastern philosophy and Eastern medicine, you, you, uh, you approach the body as a whole. It's holistic. So mm -hmm. as a whole. And you restore balance in the whole because it's all connected, right? Everything in your body is, is really connected. All your cells in your body are connected. So you approach it as a whole. And when you restore balance, then the body will settle at its natural state and, and health. And, and that's the, the intention with, with the practice. Now, the higher levels of Qigong, right? Where one is cultivating your Qi, one is, is healing yourself. The higher levels, for example, if you know the Shaolin monks, for example, mm -hmm. the Kung Fu monks, they can break stuff on their bodies, right? That's called yeah. uh, uh, hard Qigong. So that is where you use your, your Qi to protect yourself or certain areas of, their, of your body, right? So that's what they do. They're trained in hard Qigong or iron shirt Qigong. So, so they protect those parts of the body. 
So those those are different ways you can cultivate your chi and use your chi, right? So so those first three months when you knew your thyroid was better, did you see a Western doctor and were you given it all clear or did you just know? I no, I, I actually got blood tests done. So I, I had blood tests done uh, before, and then I had blood tests done after about three months, and my levels had completely normalized themselves. And my Western doctor, could, you know, couldn't. Yeah, really well, did, did, he, did he say anything? I mean, what was his comment? Well, this is not supposed to be to be possible, but of course it's great. So just you know, continue to do what you what you do. Right, just whatever you're doing is working. So continue to do that. That so, is so beautiful. So, so we're in we're in 2010. You've healed your thyroid, and you've just discovered how amazing qigong is. So, what happens next on your journey within qigong? So, uh, some of the side effects from uh, from an underfunctioning thyroid uh, was also achy joints. So I had, I had chronic pains in my, in my joints and my knees and, and, and everywhere. And that took a little while to, to, to heal. It took about a year to sort of get my body to, to full functionality again. Mm-hmm. And I then immersed myself into to martial arts. So I, I'm, I'm trained in different martial arts, uh, boxing, Muay Thai, uh, some jiu-jitsu, and then Kali Eskrima, which is a Filipino martial art, sticks, knives, and, and empty hand combat. And then, of course, Qigong, right, um, which is an internal martial art as well as an external martial art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I started immersing myself into uh, Kali Eskrima, um, and since my body could start moving again, and my teacher in that art, Grandmaster Felix Royles, he uh, encouraged me to, to compete after about a year of, of training. Like no, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm ready to, for that. I'm still, still getting back, getting my body back to, to uh, just feeling good again and not having these pains. But he insisted on uh, me competing, and eventually I said yes. So I competed in the art and, and won the first competition I entered, Western Regionals out here in California. That I then qualified for the nationals. And then at the nationals, I qualified to represent the United States in the, in the world championships. Wow. In the Philippines. So in 2016, I got to go uh, with my colleague, with my schema teacher, Apakamut, which is the indigenous name, which means the way of the hand. Uh, I got to go with Grandmaster Felix to the Philippines and compete there and was blessed enough to, to win the world championship. And, and that would have been <laughs> impossible six years earlier with where I was at uh, with my health and well-being at the time. I couldn't even have conceived it, you know? So, so, um, just, so just so everybody listening fully grasped that you went from 2007 to honestly not knowing what your future held in terms of your longevity or quality of life to in... 2015 or 26, 2016, correct? 2016, winning a world championship. That is just incredible. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Well, I'll say uh, I can't take all the credit for it. I mean, I've, I've of course, put in a lot of work, but it's really been uh, amazing teachers that I've had uh, in my life and 
friends and family supporting me and it's you know it's it's it, it takes a village right hundred percent so. like like you know we're talking about holistic and and collectiveness is definitely definitely a part of the entire journey so one, one thing i'd like to talk about in 2015 you traveled to china correct that's correct yes can you tell a little bit about that entire journey and how it impacted you yes uh it was it was very beautiful. So my, my teacher uh, invited me to come to to China on an exchange, uh, like a cultural exchange program. He was going to be honored in the Wudang Mountains there. He hadn't been there for a long time, and he's one of the um, the eldest or still living masters from mm-hmm. from the older times. And he was invited to be honored there, and and. Um, I was invited to come come with him. So we were a group of students who traveled there uh, with him and got to experience the culture. We traveled to Wuhan, Wudang Shan, the Wudang Mountains, where we practiced in temples there, and uh, and got to experience the culture. Got to experience how it was for the the kung fu monks there and the, mm-hmm. the, the temples to practice, and and uh, we got to go up to. Um, uh, uh, Purple Heaven Palace, which is a beautiful, uh, beautiful uh, palace there, a beautiful temple there, and uh, really just got to experience the culture and the energy of the origin of this of this art. And it was a very beautiful experience. Well, so, so that's something that I'd almost like to do a little sidebar and discuss the origin of of chi because. Like you said, you know, it's life force energy. I assume that it's something that's been around forever. So how was this practice first discovered, or I guess at least formalized into a practice, if that makes sense? Well, I think it's been developed over thousands of years. Um, last I read, they discovered some, uh, they discovered some archaeological findings uh, that date back around 5,000 years ago that have depictions of Qigong movements. And then, uh, so I think it dates back even till then, and then other arts have been developed from that as well, Tai Chi, for example, also. Um, but Qi, energy, life force, has been around for ever, whatever you believe, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Energy doesn't, it doesn't uh, uh, disappear, it just transforms, right? It, it just changes form. So, Qi has been has always has always been around, and these ancient practices, including the Ayurvedic uh, practice as well, or in, in, in the India yoga, for example, right? That's also mm-hmm. using the prana, uh, which is also your your chi, kundalini prana, and so on. Is a different way of working with with your chi, with your your energy. It, it, that so so it's really just viewing the same exact. Chi just through a slightly different lens, basically. That's correct. Yes. So, so back, so, so back to 2015, when when you're in China, is that when you decided that you wanted to go ahead and begin to teach Qigong? No, it wasn't actually until I got back from there. Uh, I, I, I practiced. I practiced the first level so much, and. Uh, you know, the, the, um, the effects that I had on my own body just got me really passionate about it and wanting to, to share this 
you know, wanting to share what I had learned, not, not just Qigong per se, but also the lessons I had learned in life, the philosophies I had learned, as well as holistic health and nutrition as well as a whole. Um, but I started uh, teaching because other people were asking me about it. And I had um, elderly people that were dealing with, with issues, with pains and so on. So I, I, I started teaching after that. Yeah. After the trip, after I came back from China. So, so, so in, in 2015, you know, when you decided to make that decision to begin teaching, what did that look like? Was it just you having conversations and then that turning into informal lessons or did you want to formalize it from the beginning? Well, I was, I was practicing in the park pretty much daily and I was practicing Qigong daily and, and practicing in the park. Uh, and it started with just students that wanted to revise what they had learned, you know, who had students I had been studying with as well. And uh, um, since I was one of the oldest, one of the students who had been around a longer, I then got to, you know, uh, help the new students remember the movements and so on. And then eventually it just led to me forming a, a little group in the park where I was, uh, where people on this side of town would have access to Qigong, uh, at least the, the, the practice, the, the meditation practice. And, and that's how I did it. And then it, it, it sort of grew from there. I, I was asked to teach in studios and then do one-on-one uh, of work with, with Parkinson's patients and also cancer patients, um, just helping them restore ease and balance to their body um, and maybe helping them with, with holistic nutrition as well mm-hmm. because that's such an important part of, of health. Food is medicine. Mm-hmm. So uh, just really changing the outlook on what health and well-being is. So now I teach both one-on-one. I teach uh, groups on, on Zoom as well. Mm-hmm. all over the world well now with with COVID-19 going on pretty much everything is on Zoom although I still go to the park and practice um, most everything has has been over over Zoom both corporate and private and, and so on wow that's fascinating so I'm sure that all of the people that you've helped it's been very impactful stories but would you be able to share a few of your most impactful students and how learning Qigong impacted their lives? Yeah. So uh, one of my students, she's, uh, she's in her late 50s. She's had advanced Parkinson's for over 21 years. She, she used to be a nurse and um, has been suffering from Parkinson's. And Western doctors have told her, well, it's, it's a decline, right? It's just it's decline and you just keep giving more medication to stop the decline. So I, when I started practicing with her, we would just do the, 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 the Qigong meditation. And after a while, so we would practice daily for, for, for a little while until she knew and she learned uh, the movements herself. And we would practice a couple of times a week. But within very short time, about 20 minutes or so into practice, she would go from, she would go from heavy shaking when we started to absolutely no symptoms within about 20, 20 minutes or so into practice. And then she would maintain that for about five to six hours, like hours after, after practice. And we were able to also reduce her, her medication because she started feeling better. And also uh, another part of it, it's, 
Qigong is about mindset also, right? It's, it's about being happy and relaxed. So it's so important to change how you see the world, how you see life. Because you can walk around and be worried all the time, right? And in fear. And that really has a big impact on our immune system and our overall health and well-being. So I coached her as well in seeing the world in a different way, seeing life in a different way, and having uh, just daily practices that would create an environment of positivity and, and healing. So uh, that's one of my absolute uh, favorite stories to, to, to how Qigong, by just restoring ease, right? Disease means not at ease. Mm -hmm. Ease is health and well-being. Restoring ease to the body through this practice uh, can eliminate the, the, the symptoms. That is just such a beautiful story. And uh, that, that's also so beautiful that you were able to give her that gift. So, so I think a question that I have is, you know, you, we've already discussed you know, two incredible examples, you know, yourself and her, of, of Qigong doing stuff that Western doctors would say is impossible. So where do you think that disconnect is, especially if it sounds like there are tangible results related to practicing Qigong? I think the disconnect is that we, especially in the Western society, have, have gotten disconnected to nature. Mm -hmm. In nature, everything happens in balance and harmony until we come and disrupt that in whatever way we do that. The same for our bodies. Your body is not separate from nature. You are nature. Literally, you are Literally. nature. You're part of, of this earth. I mean, you're, if, you look at, if you just look at some of the organs in your body, your lungs, <laughs> on an x-ray, they look like trees. It's incredible. I know exactly what you're talking about. It is just, and, and you're so right that that disconnect of humans being separate from nature, even when you discuss stuff like, the man versus nature. I've always found that out because we are nature. Yeah. So Qigong, uh, Tao, Taoism, or for example, Taoism, right, is, is about living in harmony with, with nature and, and uh, living in flow, in the flow of life. And a, a big part of that uh, for Qigong is, is happy and relaxed, getting in a happy and relaxed state. And Simply when you do that, when you're able to quiet down the mind, all this mental energy, you know, that's constantly stirring for most people, uh, <laughs> including myself, unless I, you know, when I practice, I, it's just my foundation, right? But all this mental energy, once we can quiet down the mind, this energy can then flow. And we then have access to all this excess energy that can that can heal the body, that can restore balance to the body. And if you look at nature, for example, um, in nature, nature doesn't really stress or hurry, right, to accomplish something. Everything happens in its own divine time and, and, and order. Like you can't hurry a tomato to grow unless you genetically modify it or something, right? But right. You, it, 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 it happens on its own time. So... Returning to nature, restoring our body, our mindset, our way of life to that of nature and going with the flow of life rather than having to get somewhere all the time. Now, this doesn't mean being passive and lazy. It has nothing to do with it. 
It, right. It's simply about just being in the flow and the unfolding of things. You have a season for everything in life, right? There's, uh, well, in nature, you have seasons, right? Depending on where you are in the world. Uh, you, have, you have spring, you have summer, you have fall, you have winter. Well, our body follows those rhythms as well. And whatever season you're in, it's important to fully embrace and accept whatever season you're in. For example, uh, there's a season for planting seeds, right? In the, in the, in the, in the, in the spring, you, you plant, you've planted seeds and you water those, the, 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 the soil, and eventually the seeds start to sprout and starts to grow. And then comes summer. And then at the end of summer, there is the harvest, which is, you know, closer to the fall, you start to harvest that. And then there's a period of, of rest and enjoying that harvest. And our bodies and our lives have seasons as well. And just learning to accept whatever season you're in in your life produces a lot of anxiety, knowing that another season is going to come eventually, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so returning to nature and uh, going with the flow of nature, the rhythms of our own bodies and so on, is, is a huge part of, of both healing and also accomplishment, you know? So, so essentially it's, and, and, and we've hit on this before, but, but it really is that reset of getting back into the flow of life, correct? Correct. Connecting with nature, really just getting into the rhythms and flow of, of nature. Again, our bodies are, are so interconnected with, with nature, right? I mean, the women have the menstrual cycle, right? The moon cycle, which is, yeah. you know, affected by the, the, the moon. Mm -hmm. right? the, the ebbs and the flow of the sea is also affected by the moon. Um, <laughs> just the, the leaves fall, right? Mm -hmm. like, and like there's, there's a rhythm to nature and there's a rhythm to our bodies as well. So when we can connect to our chi within and return to that, to that balance, to those, those rhythms, we can start to live our full potential. That is just so incredible. So one thing that all of this has made me think of, we discussed a lot about mindset. So what is Tom Voss's mindset on a day-to-day -day basis? You know, when you wake up, what is your perspective? Um, that's, a, that's a good question. Well, it, it's definitely a mindset of positivity, I'll tell you that much. Um, when I was into bodybuilding and fitness and so on and accomplishing all these things, uh, it was a very me-focused, like me, 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 what can right. I get, you know? It was very much focused on that. But I felt very empty inside. You know, I accomplished to be on the cover of magazines or win tournaments, whatever. It was sh very short-lived. And then I would feel, you know, this emptiness. Like I, I didn't feel like a sense of, of purpose, really, other than gratifying my 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 ego going yeah I, I did it now now what right so there's always something to pursue right? how it's changed has been rather than waking up going what can i get out of today you know what's for me today what can i get out of today uh, i've shifted that to ask how can i be of service how can i make a difference today and it's completely transformed my life for one, opportunities show up where I can be of service. And the beautiful thing about 
life in that way is when you are of service and you, you help others and you do good, it, it returns to you, you know, in different ways. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely shifted for me. I wake up asking, how can I be of service today? And then uh, I've also cultivated just daily habits of positivity, listening to something that makes me feel good, uh, um, affirmations, my Qigong practice, of course, um, physical exercise, you know, produces endorphins that have you feel good. Listening to music is very important. Now, our diet, right, what we, what we consume is not just about food. Mm-hmm. Our diet is also what we take in energetically. Are you watching the news, which is very fear-based, right? Now, it's, it's okay to stay informed. But if you're constantly watching something that is rooted in fear, then that has an effect on your psyche. It has an effect on your body because you're constantly on edge, right? Oh, it's so, so same with social media. Social media, news, whatever, you know, th- those things. Are, and so being mindful of what it is that you're consuming, not just in terms of nutrition, um, but also energetically, right? Everything in this world is energy. Emotion means it's energy in motion, mm-hmm. right? So when we feel all these feelings of, of, of fear and anger and resentment, it has a huge impact on our body and our health and well-being. And the same for when we feel good, when we feel gratitude, uh, when we're grateful for, for luck, grateful for just being alive or grateful for what we have. Um, they have discovered that gratitude produces biochemicals that reduce uh, cortisol, for example, the stress hormone. Mm-hmm. They've also discovered that when you're feeling anxiety and fear and so on, your DNA actually contracts. But when you feel good, gratitude and so on, your DNA expands and relaxes. So, so and it's just me saying that's just science behind yeah. it. Yeah. Right? So, no, you're right. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, so practices, I, I really look at what I consume daily with my practices, having a, um, a, a, a great environment that I, that I live in, that I feel good in, um, listening to uplifting things and, and just mm-hmm. doing practices that cultivates positivity and, and a, a, a happy outlook on life. I, I love that. So, so here's a sort of a follow-up to that. Um, almost bringing a Western medicine analogy into the mix. So what is the minimum effective dose of practicing Qigong before somebody might actually really start to see results in their own life? Like how many, how many days, could even be a day, of practicing Qigong will they see any sort of tangible result? Well, it, it, it varies, of course, from, from, from person to person, right? And it's really, it's, it's called cultivation for a reason, right? It's called life force cultivation for a reason. It's over time, over life. Mm-hmm. If you cultivate and you practice every day, you're definitely going to see results. Most of the people that I have, I, I haven't really heard of any that haven't felt their, their cheat during practice or had felt, haven't felt better after practice. Mostly I ask people after practice, how do you feel? Say, I feel, I feel relaxed, I feel focused, I feel, I feel good. So you can feel something in one practice. You'll definitely get benefits from one practice. 
just by virtue of calming the mind, breathing, uh, um, breathing better, right? We mostly we, we don't breathe fully to our full capacity, so just breathing better calms the nervous system, the mind. Once that happens, you you inevitably start feeling better, right? However, if you want to have results in terms of, of healing, uh, it's it's over time. It has to become a, a, a habit, a lifestyle, and, and like wax on, wax off. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it's that uh, philosophy of, of practice ongoing. Make it part of your daily routine as you brush your teeth. Have that be the foundation for your health and, and well-being, as well as, of course, eating healthy and so on. So, so what does, and, and then I'd really like to dive into um, your teaching experience, your website, and, and all of that. But speaking of routine, what does your daily routine look like on a day-to-day basis, especially as it relates to Qigong? So I, uh, I wake up, um, when I wake up in the morning, uh, I'll practice in the morning, usually because I teach in the morning as well, So, which is a huge benefit of teaching is I get to practice because I teach as well. Yeah. So, so most mornings I'll practice uh, Qigong. If I don't practice Qigong in the morning uh, for if I have other things that I, that I have to do, I'll practice later in the day. I also practice uh, yoga. I've incorporated yoga into my, my, one of my practices as well. Uh, as well as martial arts training, I go for a run as well and, and do some some fitness training just to keep the keep the body moving, right? But qigong is is like my foundation, my meditation, my my uh, you call it my uh, holy grail, I say for my my overall health and well being. Um, also because it it cultivates stillness. Now when your mind quiets down and you're still the observer in you is more prominent because it's not so busy analyzing your thoughts what am i what did i do yesterday why did i do what i did yesterday why did i do what i did five years ago what am i doing tomorrow right the mind can go all these different ways but by cultivating this stillness by practicing let's say you practice for an hour well you're cultivating yourself to be focused and 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 still and at peace for an hour now, that you can take with you out into the world. So when things happen, you are focused and clear and can deal with it powerfully rather than being in your head. Oh, what am I going to do? So just cultivating stillness allows you to operate at a higher level, right? Both mentally, physically, emotionally, and deal with stress as it comes. So how do you think that human beings got so out of balance? Because my assumption would be that 10,000 years ago, human beings would be a lot more aligned with their chi than we are now as an entire society. Would that be accurate? And and what do you think happened? Yeah, I I definitely, I definitely think uh, that's accurate. I mean, just in the last couple hundred of years, right? Um, technology and society has evolved so fast. I mean, we, we have uh, anything we want at the push of a button, right, at our fingertips. So it, it really has caused a, uh, a society and lifestyle of distractions. There's all distractions everywhere, right? Uh, social media or instant gratification 
you know, fast food, like everything is, is, is fast, like here and now. And it's, it's, it's really taking us out of the processes of even just cooking a healthy meal ourselves, right? Or, or uh, being out in nature, for example. I, 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 got, I go to the beach and I still see people on their, you know, on yeah. their same here. It's like if you can't be at peace there, then you know you, you really got to start practicing qigong. So I, I really think it's it's probably it's a variety of things, right? But a lot has to do with distraction and really taking us away from from nature and not really connecting with our bodies, being in our in our body fully. For example, if you're constantly out here. Right, you're you're not really paying attention to what's going on here in your body, and oftentimes, when people experience disease or illnesses, they're taught to just go take a medication and shut it up, right? Because it's a symptom. The body is trying to tell you something. So we we're we've gotten so accustomed to just taking an aspirin or taking a pill or taking a medication for the quick fix, and not really listening and being in tune with our with our own body with with nature right so that has led us on a on a on a different course it's disconnected us from from ourselves and also from each other in a great way right when we're constantly looking at the screen we're not really connecting with each other the same way as if we were were to have a conversation and really just listen to each other yeah that 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 is powerful and true so, so you have, I'd definitely like to talk about your website and the course you developed. So could you share a bit of information about your website and your course? Yeah, so my, my website is called Chi Within, uh, chiwithin.com. And uh, it, it simply just explains what I, what I do, what I offer uh, from uh, Qigong to health and fitness training to uh, holistic nutrition and life coaching. And then I have also developed, because I've, I've been teaching people and asking, don't you have a, a course or don't you have a video I can, I can watch or so I can practice daily on my own? So, uh, and that, that's the only thing is when I practice one-on-one with people, uh, it, it also limits me to how many people I can reach or how many people um, have access to it. So, so I recorded it and developed a course. I broke it down into eight weeks. So you learn every week a new dynamic movement, a new movement. And you practice uh, one movement for a week. That's how I learned it. You, I learned a movement and I practiced it for a week. And if I did well, uh, I would come back and I would learn a new movement for, and I would practice that for a week. Right? So I've broken it down that way. So not only are you practicing every day and cultivating your chi, but at the end of the course, if you do it every day, then you will know it by heart and you'll have it for the rest of your, of your life. That's the, that's the idea. So it's, it's basically a gift you can give yourself. I, I love that. So, so really, you truly created it, so you were able to share this with as many people as possible. That's, that's excellent. So, so a, a few more questions before we, we wrap everything up. So one thing that I really like is actionable items. So 
for all of our listeners out there who, you know, I know myself included, definitely are going to get the course after this, what are some actionable things that they could do in the next 30 minutes, today, tomorrow, the next day, to really start aligning their chi and start being more present? So, well, one of the easiest things is just go out in nature. Go out in nature and actually take your shoes off. It's another way how we've been disconnected to, to the earth is, is wearing shoes all the time. It's actually connecting, disconnecting us. Now, when our feet can just touch the ground, the earth, we can not only release uh, energy and, and so on, we can also absorb. Uh, we're electrical beings, right? And, and mm-hmm. we are, we're also conductors of electricity. Like all the, the, our neurons, our cells, they, they function on electricity. Right? And when we're not grounded, then that energy can't circle back. We can't uh, restore balance, right? It's, it's not balanced again. In your house, for example, in the socket, if you plug something in, there's always a grounding rod that goes into the ground. Mm-hmm. So, and, and there's a reason for that, right? So <laughs> one of the easiest things you can go, just go out in nature, take off your shoes and just, just be out in nature for a little while. Listen, just listen to the sounds out there, listen to the birds, feel the feelings, maybe feel the breeze of, of the wind on your skin and just really just connect to nature and all the sensations that are there. Um, two is, you know, learn meditation, for example, quieting your mind just through breathing. That's a, a great step as well. And then, of course, Qigong is breath and movement. So that's a moving meditation. And uh, actual, uh, actual step you can, if you want to learn it, then of course you can, you can go to my website and, and there's a digital course, or you can contact me as well on my website if you're interested in more, learning more um, one-on-one as well. And, and we're actually from Plum Dragon pleased to announce that Tom's course is on our website too. So be sure to check it out there as well. We're really trying our best to help get your course out to our entire Plum Dragon family. And, and we're thrilled to be able to do that together. Thank you very much for putting that up there. And there's a, a promo code as well, right? You can use mm-hmm. Plum Dragon. Uh, I've created a promo code called Plum Dragon and you'll get a discount on the course as well uh, by using that. So thank you again so much for being here, Tom. I know you just hit on it, but if anybody does want to contact you, are you on social media? Is there any, what are the best ways for people to get a hold of you? Uh, so you can find me on, on Instagram. Uh, I have both Tom Boss, at Tom Boss on Instagram. I also have, I just created a Chi Within uh, Instagram. You can uh, go on my website and you can email me through there. Um, so one thing is, of course, the, the digital course. Now you can learn Qigong with that. Uh, when I work with people one-on-one, it's more of a, a deep dive into, into uh, learning, into nutrition, into qigong, into life coaching, and creating the life that you want to live, restoring balance and looking in your life like where there's a loss of power. And then we together restore that back to balance. So that's how I, I work uh, with people one-on-one, and I've been doing that for, for quite a while now. So that is 
Thank you very much. And one closing question as it relates to plum dragon herbs. In the very beginning, you mentioned that these, these practices all work together. So are there ways that the, the jowls that we offer work together with Qigong? And if so, what are they? Yes, yeah, so um, I, I've, I've used it myself as well. Well, one, when I did stick fighting, <laughs> I've used, used the Dita Jiao to heal bruises, the bruised juice and so on, to heal bruises, because uh, it also helps, uh, it helps the body heal faster. So it helps these areas heal faster by removing stagnant qi and bringing healthy qi to, to those areas and to, to, to your body. So when you practice, um, Dita Jiao and, and, and some of the other tinctures that you have as well can actually help open up your channel so Qi can flow uh, more freely and, and readily as well. So, um, so I, I've used that as well, and, and I invite you to use that as well. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Plum Dragon Herbs. So. Well, Tom Boss, thank you so much for being here. This is Nick from Staying in the Game, a Plum Dragon Herbs podcast. And... Any last words, any words you'd like to give, any closing message? Uh, yes. What I'd love for you to be left with is that you're more powerful than you can imagine. Now you can, you can heal yourself and you can accomplish amazing things as long as you truly believe, believe that you can and you stand in that belief, anything is possible. And I tell you that from uh, having accomplished a lot, both in fitness and bodybuilding, as well as winning a world championship and, and accomplishing many other things as well. It's simply been because I've, I believe that it was possible. And I've learned to connect to my, my chi within, which is why I call it chi, my website chi within, is I've learned to connect to my life force, my chi within. And because of that, uh, I've been able to accomplish the things I've accomplished. So I just want you to know that you are an amazing human being. You are a gift, and it's important that you live your full potential. So thank you for, for listening, and I, I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much, Tom. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to visit us at plumdragonherbs.com. We will post show notes and ways to connect with our guests. You can also help us share the tools of the Staying in the Game podcast with those you care about by subscribing to our show and leaving us a comment wherever you like to listen. Until next time.